0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: I have a question for you two gentlemen, Then Lindsay, I'll have many questions for you. Um, uh, Don, you're still doing your podcast, right? Yes, sir. And it's called, people the, can find podcasts uh, everywhere. What's it called? The Cannabis Man Podcast, and it's free everywhere. Thank you. Is the, uh, is the, uh, is the, uh, do you got a theme song? You know, what's that, Andy? What was that 70s song? Ooh, that's smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Skinner, right? Yeah. I that know should, that song. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with it. Right. It'll only cost you like $50,000. <laughs>
2: totally. So maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. don't do
1: that. And Andy, are you still doing your podcast?
3: My podcast is kind of uh, falling apart.
1: All right. Well, I've got a I've got a suggestion cause okay. I was, I, was I, I I so this I was watching. Uh, I I don't know what you're going to call this, but I think you and I have spoken about this in the past before. So I'm watching the Thursday night NFL game mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Prime, right? Which right. is I can't quite decide whether I like it or not. Al Michaels is just taking the money, right? And uh, yeah, and there's something funny about the broadcast, like the way they do the camera stuff, which I can't imagine is, should be any different because, I don't know. Anyway, so they're showing a coach on the sideline, and there's this guy standing behind him in like a brown jacket, and it says NFL. Uh-huh. Mm. Now, clearly, he's not with the, I think it was the Ravens, right? Was it the Ravens? The so Falcons and, Falcons uh, Panthers and the Panthers Ra- Thursday, oh. right? Uh, yeah. Okay. One of those teams, so it was the Panthers because it was the the, the, the uniforms were uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Who's that guy? <laughs> that and and, and there's a bunch okay. of those guys. Right. Okay, oh, and okay. so I think you and I were talking about years ago. Like, okay, you know, you were you know, you're the, you're on a baseball team, right? You're on the Cubs. You're on, you're on the Padres. And there's a guy. He's on the team, and he's the warm up catcher.
3: Yeah, bullpen catcher. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: bullpen catcher. Right. Mm-hmm. And the bullpen catcher probably makes a pretty good buck. Yeah, not bad. I mean. He's not working at Starbucks. No, no, no. no. Yeah, right? Free travel,
3: nice yeah. hotels.
1: Right? Yep. F- feeding him, whatever, and he's on the team.
3: hmm
1: Right? He's hanging out with his buddies. Yeah. So I think there'd be an interesting podcast about, like, I'm Andy Mazur, and welcome to Who Are You? Who Are You? <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. What are and you it's doing And it's a sports there. thing, <laughs> and it's like all these jobs that are associated with, like, these major corporations right i mean you you know all we hear about is the uh you know bryce harper got a gazillion dollars to hit a baseball right right but then there's all these people that bryce harper is not going to hit a thousand baseballs without that guy correct right the batting practice pitcher yeah right okay (laughs) and i bet nobody ever asks anything about that guy it's kind of true i think it would be an interesting conversation and i don't think it'd be a tough get (laughs) <laughs> no, right. you know what i mean you're, you're a politician. Right. you yeah. know what i mean it's like uh uh so i, I don't know if i'm ready to if, announce this yet but you know before well well now i have to uh before uh before covid i was going to take a listener trip to ireland mm. actually lindsey was going to go and uh you know it all whatever it all shut down and yeah. so now we're revisiting mm. doing the show again and of oh, course nice. it's, it's with steve bertrand and of course it's driving him crazy because I want to do my show from a pub in Dublin. Heck yeah. He's like, really? Why do you want to do that? I go, because we're all going to be there. (laughs) And I I go, what? You know, and so I said, and I want you to get Bono. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i want bono to right. come to the pub in dublin this is and so
3: reasonable demands yeah. okay Bertrand, yeah. so it's
1: all still getting worked out yeah. you know and but he did say in an email and i think he might be full of it he goes we're working on bono <laughs> i mean <laughs> what is bono doing <laughs> right. right he's got to be at some pub there yeah. i mean he's if he lives in dublin i mean and the thing is is that if i do the show from ireland it'll be in the afternoon right yeah so it's not like he has to get up at six in the morning right of course scroll on over at 11 or whatever time it'll be you know one or something one i mean right. one o'clock he's probably a rocker he's probably already awake yeah you'd think
3: and then you have the anyway. beautiful background of all the you know Andy, the patrons. this is your podcast okay who are you who are you <laughs> I, I, and have so a, I have so now my guess. question
1: is who is that guy i have a guess okay
3: you know the nfl employs these uh impartial observers mm-hmm. the doctors right looking mm-hmm. for concussions yeah, medical, medical, well, NFL people. Yeah,
1: right. But he was in like a he was in like a trader's jacket. Remember the traders that used to wear the like <laughs> yeah. dirty jackets with the yeah, the, the giant. vest, yeah, right. And he the, and he was and he was standing right behind the coach.
3: Yeah, it's a possibility that he could be the the doctor, or there are also guys on the uh, on the sidelines that uh, make sure communications between the sideline and the booth are good. And if they're not, they spring right. into action. And or right. keep the coaches from like running on the field. Like, yeah. I think the Rams has a guy that's supposed no. yeah, to just grab get the back coach. coach. Yeah. Well,
1: I think there's all kinds of people. I think, like, the Bla- you know, where you could start because we're the, the station of the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. You can start with the Blackhawks. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of guys yeah. that you could say that. start. You could then move to Northwestern, right? Like, True. who are you? Oh, well, I'm uh, in charge of you know, in case Pat Fitzgerald drops his thing, I pick it up or whatever. How did you get that job? Exactly. Did you have to audition? Exactly. What? Tell me. Oh yeah, I played this sport all my life. You know what I mean? I mean, I right. think it could be an interesting thing. Definitely. Who are you with, Andy Mazur? Okay. Am I? I'm allowed to steal you? it, right? It is completely. Yeah. And then nice. that could be your music, there you right? Go. So that'll cost you fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Or if Lindsay
3: just sings it for me, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, just, just cost me a lunch or, or something, right? We have locker.
1: this recording. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, you men, you have your marching orders. Good work. Excellent. All right.
4: I have a question about my son's house, and I know you've answered it a million times, but I actually just wanted the prize. So I'm going to ask you this question anyway, okay? You
1: got it. You got it.
4: Uh, all right. He, he just bought a, um, an older brick ranch house, all brick, and the attic, he just bought the pull downstairs so he can get up to the attic for extra storage, and it's hot up there. He was going to put in a regular fan up there with the humidistat. That's Mm -hmm. what we've got. We've got a split level. Right. And what he, there's a ridge vent up there. And he went around the outer edges and there's into the eaves. The vents are all cut around. It's all done, but there's like no airflow up there. Hmm.
1: And when you said it's hot up there, like it's hot up there the last couple of days or when it's been warmer out recently? Because it's not that it's been hot, hot, but it's been warmer.
4: Right. But, it's, but even when it's warmer, it stays really hot up there. We okay. use our attic for storage, so I I'm understand. up in the attic for years.
1: Right, right, right.
4: It's it's warm up there.
1: Okay. And do you know if your son's attic does, do the heating vents that provide heating and cooling for the home do those run through the attic?
4: Just the the ones that pull the air in. Just the, return. the returns?
1: Yeah. Oh, you're good. Ja, you're good. Good. I, uh, I'm Lindsay, a real
4: estate broker Lindsay, for 37 years. Lindsay get,
1: <laughs> Lindsay, get Ja's number, and then when I take uh, Saturday off, she can fill in. Um, okay. So um, double check. Then what's Wendy du- going to do? D- well, you could do it with Wendy. She she doesn't mind <laughs> okay. a co-host. Okay. So what I would probably do, Ja, is um, double-check that, in fact, there's no supply vents that maybe one's busted open or, you know, there's a crack. Right. So double-check that. But Absolutely. then also, go ahead.
4: We just had you, I don't know if you want to ring your bell or whatever, Rich still came out, and he's got a brand-new furnace and air conditioner. So he okay. that was all checked.
1: Right, right. Okay. All right, then. I mean,
4: that was done six months ago.
1: Then my only other thought is, with a continuous ridge vent, make sure that the sheathing on the roof, where it comes to a point, is cut right. back. Is cut back so you can actually see that vent. And okay, and then it could be also with a continuous ridge vent if it's what they call a cobra vent, which is almost like a. Um, it's almost like a Scotch-Brite pad, but it's, you know, looser in its design. It could be clogged on the outside with debris. So,
4: so when we're in the attic, do we want to look out and make sure that there's daylight? Around well, the, day, we
1: can... <clears throat> the daylight, that's a good sign. But then what I would rather you do is when you're on the outside, if someone has a set of uh, binoculars or something, or if you put a ladder up along the side of the house and you look, to make sure you don't see a bunch of debris that's connected to it that could be clogging the vent. And if you do, gotcha. is,
4: is the roof steep? No, not at all.
1: Okay, so your son or whomever could go up there with a, a brush and brush the sides of that vent to take it off. And if he notices any discoloration on the roof, okay, then what might make sense, even now you could do this, you could spray wet-and-forget right around that area. They make some in a, on a garden hose before we have to take the hoses down and spray it all to kill all the debris so it doesn't grow back. But if that doesn't do it, right, and we have the soffit vents open on the bottom that you mentioned and you have that continuous ridge vent on the top and that's not doing it, then the two choices are either to install an attic fan that goes through the roof With exactly what you said, a humidistat and a thermostat, which will work in the winter as well, um, or additional mushroom vents. If I'm going to have the roofer come out anyway, I would do the fan. Okay. All right. Okay. Ja, you're awesome. Thanks so much for getting up with us this morning. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Lou. You have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon. You too.
1: Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. It's six twenty two in the morning. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. Read some books. Hi, good morning. Uh, this morning's House Smarts radio program is sponsored by Toro. Fear no storm with Toro's new powerful sixty volt battery two stage snowblower. You've got the power to clear up to a forty five car driveway in a single charge. So gear up this winter with the Toro Power Max. You got to see. Their two-stage snowblower that's battery-operated, it looks like there's a giant V8 engine on top of it, but it's all battery-operated. It is a bad boy, and it's going to move a lot of snow. It's awesome. They'll make sure you get through any snowstorm with confidence. See your Toro retailer now. Fear no storm with a Toro, America's number one brand in snow, Toro. Count on it.
2: Now back to your host, your handyman hero, Lou Manfredini, and House Smarts Radio.
4: Some people say a man is
1: made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. 857 Lou. And skin and bones, a mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load sixteen tons. 8575574568 is the number. This is Jan Saint in Elmhurst. Hi Jan, good morning.
5: Go calls, Hi Lou, thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, I live in a fourth-floor condo, which is the top floor, and about a week ago I started noticing a uh, uh, whine or humming. It's it's going like every half hour, 24 hours a day. What and this... the condo below me has the same thing.
1: What does it sound like?
5: Any it's like a hum like mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it were any higher it would be painful. Wow.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. like that? That'd be higher. Yeah.
5: yeah. Could do like a quartet.
1: <laughs> we could do a quartet. Ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lighter rose, my lighter ro No, anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you're on a first floor condo? Fourth floor. Fourth floor condo. There's a hum. There's a neighbor that also hears the hum.
5: Yeah, below me.
1: Below you. Mm-hmm. And you cannot pinpoint it anywhere in your place.
5: No. I. You know, you walk around. There's one spot where it's louder. That's the laundry room where there's uh, more kind of a hole where the uh, water goes down from the washer.
1: Okay. So it's
5: louder for okay. that reason.
1: And so the, the and that where the laundry room is, kind of when you think about your building, is everybody's laundry room in the same spot?
5: Everybody in this uh, in this lo- uh, line right. rider, they call it. Okay,
1: and so you're on the fourth floor. That you know the person on the third floor. Are you the top floor? Yes. Okay, and so there's a, a second floor and a first floor. Correct. Do you know those people?
5: I, uh, the tw- the second floor says she doesn't hear it. Hmm. And the first floor I haven't been able to get in touch with.
1: Got it. All right. Um, I mean, all I can think of, and, and one other thing, it happens all the time or s- certain times of the day?
5: No, it's all it's all the time. 24-7. It's, uh, roughly every half hour, but it's oh, constant. Yeah, 24-7.
1: Oh, so then it does stop and then it starts again.
5: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you know if the building has done any work lately uh, on the roof or anything like that?
5: Uh, they have not. Um, not on the roof. Okay. Not, how, how about, in, really the, not how about in
1: the basement? Is there a basement to the building?
5: Yeah, the garage and the uh, plumbing, you know, the, the all that equipment is, is down, down, down there. It's down in there. And,
1: do you, and is there down in there, kind of in that area? is there uh like a sump pump or an ejector pump that's for the entire, you know, garage area?
5: The for the entire building, it's um okay. a backflow assembly.
1: Okay. All right.
5: They they have to we know we have to replace a part. I'm on the board, so Got it. And uh it's And when you before we can get it.
1: Okay, but when you're down there in the in that area, do you hear anything down
5: there? No, no sound at all. Okay.
1: Hmm. it's got to be some motor or something that's connected to something. And the fact that you mentioned something has to be replaced. I wonder if um, that backflow preventer, if it's a mechanical thing, um, somehow is faulty and it's causing a vibration in the piping that's coming up, the fact that it's more pronounced in the mechanical room. I think Yeah, it's, I it, don't know. Yeah, it's probably some kind I, of... It, go ahead.
5: Uh, my unit is about as far as you can get from uh, where the backflow assembly is yeah. so
1: well and you know, so and, like and while and and while you know normally you'd say oh yeah I'm so far away it doesn't matter but if there's some vibration and sense in the pipe or something like that <clears throat> the mm-hmm. only the only thing I can come to is your mechanical room has you have your own furnace or is it the building does it heat it all with a central heating system
5: i, I have my own furnace and water and heater and
1: that's in that Same room?
5: Um, It's uh, on the other side of the wall from the washer and dryer.
1: Okay, but it's in that room where it seems more pronounced. And when you go next to the furnace, you don't hear that hum at all? No. Hmm. I'm going to say it's some type of mechanical issue that probably you're going to need the help of a licensed plumber to come out and take a look at. Okay. Something's running and humming that's mechanical and the fact that you have all your own hvac and stuff like that makes me think that it's something central and you could be getting travel in the sound you know through a bunch of different things and it's just it's Hmm. focused on your second floor and uh excuse me third and second floor and possibly the you know the first and second too um and maybe the person on the second floor is like me can't hear a thing um you know so Mm -hmm. i mean and that's possible (laughs) Um, you know, but, um, so I would, I would start with a plumber. To come out and do the inspection. Thank you so much, uh, Jan, for the phone call. I'm just bumping up against time. Apologies to Don Kleppen. It's six thirty-two in the morning. Time now for this check of WGN Radio News.
5: Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call, Karen. Um, I've talked to you before, and I appreciate your input. Oh, good. So I've been in my condo twenty-three years, and I'm hoping to move next year. But my forty-year-old dishwasher died. It's a whirlpool. And I'm looking for a new dishwasher, and I went to Apt and Lowe's and Home Depot, and there's Whirlpool and LG and GE and Samsung, and I just counted Bosch, um, but uh, that's the manufacturer's one issue, and I just want a reliable one. Right. And the other is finish. I was uh, everything is walnut that I have in black, but I was told that. Stainless steel is um, the hot finish, and I should get that for resale. But I'm afraid it would stick out. So, um, no, 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 no. I'm hoping Hold on. you can Hold advise. On. Hold
1: on, you're going to move when?
5: In about a year. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're not going to. I've buy- been
5: here 23 years, but but I want something reliable. Of course. Um, okay. I'm told Whirlpool is the loudest dishwasher.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: All the others are. Um, uh, it's 55 DPI, and the others are lower. Right.
1: Uh, let me ask you one other question, Karen. Um, the age of the other appliances in your kitchen.
5: The refrigerator is almond, and that was replaced five years ago. The rest of the, the, um, the stove is old, but that's almond in black. So all the finishes in the kitchen are walnut or almond.
1: Okay. And if you had to guess, in other words, if a year from now you move, whomever is going to buy your condo, are they going to remodel it? Are they going to move right in? A little bit of both?
5: If it were me, I would gut it. (laughs) But, but if I couldn't afford it, I'd look for the best one that okay. I can, because I like move-in ready when I yeah, buy yeah. something. Yeah. I bought this move-in ready, and I don't like to do a lot of renovating, but my neighbors have just gutted their kitchen. Sure. and. okay redone it so, so that, i'm not so, sure. and and
1: and and, and I'm, j- I'm just trying to help you with the decision and how much money thank to s- you no and i'm trying to help you with the uh, you know how much money to spend and is it the building is mostly folks a little bit more seasoned or are there young people living in the building
5: um they're mature they're all mature the condo like unit has 250 residents in it, it. All Right. All right. Um, but they're mostly mature or families.
1: So here's the thing. Most of these appliances that you're looking at are all ultimately owned by the same company. Okay? Oh. Whirl- Whirlpool owns just about everything. And um, and you're right about the sound. The cheaper, if you're going to spend, you know, $400 on a dishwasher, it's going to sound like a fridge. They're
5: about $500. they are all about 500 right. But there's also Frigidaire, there, and I was told, well, that's for renters.
1: Right. So I own some rental property and I have all Frigidaire's in the kitchens and they're super reliable, but they're not the nicest one. You know what I mean? But um, okay, and, and I was
5: told they'd last like five to seven years, and mine lasted forty. <laughs>
1: correct. So well, I'm looking
5: for something reliable. Right. But,
1: right. So uh, if you went with uh, KitchenAid, which is still made by, um, you know, if you spend somewhere in the neighborhoods of five to seven hundred dollars on a dishwasher, the biggest thing, okay, the biggest thing that you're going to see is What is the tub made out of? Okay, so the cheaper ones... Right, stainless steel is better. Correct. The cheaper ones, the tubs are made of plastic. I would stay away from that. So I would do stainless steel on that. And then as the finish goes, you know, if you did stainless... The thing is, if you buy a dishwasher and you put a stainless steel dishwasher in, whoever is going to come in and buy that place, whoever's going to buy that place is going to either keep the dishwasher you know, and then gut everything else, or they're going to, you know, donate that as well. So it's not going to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, if, I would probably do the stainless.
5: Oh, okay. Even though the black would just blend in? Well,
1: I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm saying do the stainless because then if somebody buys the place, they're like, oh, and, you know, we're going to cut the kitchen, but we can keep the dishwasher. No, you know what? I'm, I'm taking that back. Do the black. Do the black so it blends in. That finish is still there. Do either a KitchenAid or a... um, don't do a Samsung. Do a. Uh, I'm trying to think of another brand that that I like. GE is oh,
5: there's good. There's LG and yeah. GE. Yeah. GE. I told Bosch, don't get Bosch because
4: they have wiring issues uh, and no. drying. No, Bosch this is, is very, Bosch is as very as well. good,
1: but I wouldn't spend that kind of money. So I would do oh, either. Okay. I would do the GE or the fridge, or excuse me, the KitchenAid, or, and plan on spending okay. about seven hundred bucks or so,
5: plus installation. Correct.
1: Correct. If you buy it from, if you buy two hundred, right. If you buy it from Apt, their insulation is um, included in the Two hundred
5: and four. Oh, uh,
1: excuse me. You're right. It's not the delivery is included. The installation is more correct. Right. 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 They do a nice job. Okay. I've been doing business with them for forty years, and so um, you know they'll they'll do a really nice job for you, and they have a nice selection and. Uh, you know, it's still a family-run business. It's a big one, but it's a family-run business. Thank you so much for the phone call. Our phone number is 857-557-4LU. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. He does. And he's a handsome <laughs> fellow. He's guy's like the total package. By the way, uh quick uh programming note. I was on WGN TV yesterday and I did a segment on planting tulip bulbs. And you know people pay very close attention uh to everything. Like when I do uh, and I do them remotely a lot from home instead of going into the studio and I create these videos, blah blah blah. Anyway, I misspoke, and when I said to, to um, put the tulip bulb in, I said, "Oh, put the point down," and you're supposed to put the point up. And I, you know, it's just one of those things early, and it was like, an "Oops!" You know, you just said it wrong. Oh, Lou, you don't know what you're talking about. And so then I was like, "Oh," and I was, you know, responded to these people. Go, you're right. I, I just, I said it wrong, so I apologize. They'll still grow, and they'll be really hard to pull out of the down. ground. but well, they won't grow. <laughs> No, they'll kind of curl. And then, because what, what a lot of people do when they get done in the after the spring, and by the way, it's not too late to plant your tulip bulbs as long as the ground isn't frozen. Quite frankly, you can go right up to Thanksgiving, even past that, if the weather is warm. We just need the ground not to be frozen. But a lot of people pull the tulips out, but when you put them point down, it's kind of like a hook. It's like a J, and you can't pull them out. So it's like just to try pip grad. Just you know, I misspoke.
2: Well. There's a lot going on in that brain.
1: Right. So my apologies to all of you. It is point up for the tulip bulbs. And it's the single best thing you can do to make your life happy in the spring. Because what happens is when you plant the tulip bulbs, you forget that you did it. And then when that first kind of growth comes out of the ground, you know, in early April or whatever it might be, you see it. You're like, oh, that's right. I planted those tulip bulbs. And then a couple weeks later, it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. So... Go get them, people. 857-5574, Lou, 857 is the number. This is uh, Glenn, who's calling in from Wheeling. Hi, Glenn, you're on House Marts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Fabulous, fabulous. Now that I'm speaking with you. Well, I'm sitting here riding
6: a bike in the morning. So got a question for you about, a, I have an old banquet table that uh, the legs are metal. And I uh, cleaned them off with steel wool and a rag, took an old can of Rust-Oleum black paint, stirred it up, flipped it over, stirred it up, painted and it's still tacky. 48 hours later. Any suggestions?
1: Hmm. It was an old can of Rust-Oleum. Yes, it is. Like how old? Oh, probably three four years old yeah so typically that stuff a couple years shelf life once you you know engage it once you kind of start to get some of the aerosol out of there lasts a lot longer mm-hmm. on the shelf in the store my guess is it's just you know the paint the chemical makeup of the paint on the rust has changed 48 hours later mm-hmm. w- w- well let me ask you one other question where is this table currently physically inside outside it's inside. It's in the basement. It's in the basement. All right. I, yeah, I carried it downstairs. Give it a couple put cup. it on a
6: pool table. Yeah.
1: And painted it and uh Yeah. The, the can of paint, I mean the can
6: of paint was hard to close also afterwards because it was tough opening, but uh
1: Oh, well, you didn't Excuse me. This wasn't spray paint. This was you you painted oh, no. it with no, a brush. No, it was a can. I'm it was sorry. a can. Okay. Uh that even that that shelf life is 2 years for sure. It was probably oil-based. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a couple more days. Go- it's, no, give it a couple give more it a couple days. days. Yeah, because it it's get some more paint and try well, it again. No, no, no. Because if you go over the top of it, it's not going to dry. And so my okay. gu- my guess is, remember that with with oil based paint, it's uh, you know there's there's two things that happen. It dries and then it cures, and it can take mm-hmm. it can take up to uh, thirty days to cure oil based paint right? So give it a couple more days to see if the tackiness goes away. And if it does, so what are we, Saturday? Give it till like Tuesday, okay? And if the, mm-hmm. ta- if the tackiness goes away by then, you know, then you're golden. If not, you can either give it a little more time if you need to put this table back into service, or uh, if you don't rather, or you're going to have to sand that off and buy some new paint. Okay, no problem. Right. I appreciate it, Lou. You got it, Bud. Thanks you for calling. You have a good day. Now you too. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's do this. You know the news is going to be next from the Northwestern Medicine newsroom. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. You know, uh, Lindsay and Don and Andy. I'm an idea guy, right? I come up with a lot of ideas. A lot of my ideas not so good. You know, in particular... Uh, your average is no, no, pretty no. good, I think. No, well, so I'm going to give you an example. I, I want to I be completely honest with you. So, you know, we own a couple hardware stores, right? Mm-hmm. And when I'll go to these um, uh, conventions, you know, where they have these conventions where they have all these vendors and they put stuff in there, you know, you walk around and they present everything really nicely. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you should sell this, you know? And um, I was in our, our stores uh, the other day and at the last convention, there was this uh, uh, company out of north carolina that makes it's a veteran they hire veterans right and they make these cutting boards and they're these really nice like custom made made in america cutting boards and i'm like these are so cool look they're made you know i'm a sucker for anything made in america right and i'm like we should sell these cutting boards these would be great you know and they kind of cool shapes and different sizes and they're like mahogany really pretty you know things and I was at the store the other day and I looked at that rack that we bought a year ago. I don't think we sold one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and the thing is in retail, anybody will tell you in retail, you gotta try things, right? You gotta throw them up against the wall, right? Yeah. yeah. So and and of course you know, you're looking for affirmation. It's funny because I'll go to these shows with my managers and I'll say, we should sell this. And they both kind of look at me like, mm? you know, like with the dog turning the head like, <laughs> right, no, right. We, we really shouldn't, you know. But then this morning I said to Andy, you know, you should do this podcast. We're going to resurrect the podcast. I'm going to give him this idea. Right. And, and then I was thinking throughout the hour, I'm like, well, you know, Andy doesn't need any advice from me. And it's probably be a complete failure. And, you know, it's just not going to work. And then I get this text message during the show you have a spectacular idea. Andy might want to take you up on that podcast thing. I hung around the Pirates in spring training for a few years. They brought in this guy, Chris Peters, in 2015, who had pitched a little in the majors but retired, was managing a parking lot. His job was to throw batting practice to left-handed hitters. Mm-hmm. Wow. He said, you have to be able to throw a couple hundred times and, of course, throw strikes. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, doc emmerich hey you know don't, don't. touch me because i'm close <laughs> to the edge guess number one, uh-huh. guess number one right there. Well, I,
3: well I was gonna say i think we got our first contestant there on the uh who, well everybody knows who doc emmerich is though
1: well correct right yeah. but the whole idea that this guy chris peters i mean think about how interesting that is oh yeah i was managing a parking lot
3: yeah right yeah well and it, now Right? Yeah, well, truth be told, I was talking talking to Don after we had that. I go, "You know what? That's not a, really not a bad idea. I think I should go with that." So, I'm I'm actually leaning towards uh staring into the skid there, you know.
1: Can I offer you a free cutting board? You can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Better be that mahogany one, though. That's going to be our giveaway dark-rated. on the podcast. That's going to be the America giveaway. In
1: North Carolina. Yeah. 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 For all of
3: yeah. our guests, you get a free cutting board. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Remember,
1: wasn't it uh, the Cubs when they were on WGA? Oh, we used to they? give away lots of stuff for pregame. They used to give away like a Zenith TV. Yeah. Like, that was on the I lead always off thought man, it was yeah. crazy that, the, that they, they have these baseball players that would be, you know. I know they didn't make the money they make now, but they were making at the time still making a lot of money. Yeah, and they would point. say Rick Sutcliffe for being our guest on the lead off man gets a Zenith TV. Yeah. You know, back then it was like a Zenith TV you would tie to a rope and use as a boat anchor. Yep. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a flat screen. It was TV. quote unquote portable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was so funny. Yeah. They don't need your TV. <laughs> Give the TV to somebody else. I tell you what, though, we used to give away uh,
3: gift cards to a a television and appliance store. That these guys were lining up because they wanted them so bad. They're like, "Hey, uh, no, the players, yeah, the players." Because (laughs) usually you had to pull teeth to get somebody to do an interview. Especially after a couple of losses, you know, you try to find somebody that's interesting and they're like, hey, uh, you need anybody for the pregame show today?
1: And (laughs) literally, when you go do that, would you have it in your pocket? Yeah, I
3: took took one down with me every day and, uh, you know, there was other other gift cards we gave away. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Here you go. You're making $3 million (laughs) as a relief pitcher. Here's a $100 gift card to (laughs) an appliance store. And,
3: And if I wasn't so, you know, conscientious, I would have said.
1: Oh, sorry, I forgot it upstairs. Marked it off as given, and i go buy myself a new TV, but I didn't do that. Andy, there's an old Italian saying, "Onesto si ma stupido no. Uh-huh. Be honest, but don't be stupid. Yeah, good mm. point. That was honest <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> 7.16 in the morning. Lou Maferdini here with you. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines and speak with Robin who is in Elburn, Illinois? Hi, Robin, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning.
5: Good, good morning, Lou. Thanks for all your helpful, hits, helps, uh, helpful tips. Um, I have new concrete patio that was poured in April, and I should have gotten out there and swept those leaves off every mm. day, but I didn't, and now I have a dark stain. What can I use to get that stain removed? Okay,
1: uh, power washer didn't seem to do anything. Yeah, so let's um, let's do this. Uh, we it's organic material that's been absorbed into the uh, concrete, and mm-hmm. let's go buy a bottle of Wet and Forget. How big is the patio? Uh, twelve by fifteen.
5: Okay, what's what, sur- what surrounds it? Grass.
1: 5. Uh, grass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um go buy a bottle. I do
7: have some wet and forget already.
1: Is it is it the uh premixed or is it the mm, no, concentrate? concentrate? Okay. So if you have it, do you own a pump sprayer? I do. All right. So mix it exact how, when one other question, how old is the wet and forget?
5: Oh, I just got it. Almost a oh,
8: it's year old.
1: Okay. Shake it up. Follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Put it in that pump sprayer. Mm-hmm and really put a nice coating over where the stain is and the rest of the concrete as well. And you can do this today, all right? And it's going to get absorbed okay. into the concrete, and within about 30 days, you should see a heck of an improvement, maybe in two weeks or so, because the weather, I think we're going to get a little rain. It works with the rain. It kills the organic material right away, and it'll absorb into the concrete. And if you get it off, you know, like if, it, if you're successful that it looks really good, I want you to order uh, a product called Bone-Dry Concrete Sealer. Mm
6: -hmm.
1: Okay. And uh, it was a little too low. Wait. Bone-Dry Concrete Sealer. Okay. There we go. Um, And uh, so you're going to, in the spring, because it's going to get too cold... Clean it again, as clean as possible, and then you're going to follow the instructions and put this on there. It's going to absorb into the top one-inch layer, actually bond that concrete. It's going to help keep it from cracking. It's going to help those stains from absorbing into the concrete, and it's going to prolong the life of that patio. Okay, and where
5: do I get that from? Is that
1: just uh, a... Well, it? some retailers have it, but if you go to their website, bonedryproducts.com... Mm-hmm. You can find okay. a detail, uh, detailer, a retailer um, that sells it, or you can order it and they'll ship it to you.
8: Great. Okay. Thank
4: you very much. I appreciate your help,
1: Robin. Thanks for getting up with us this morning and joining us on Housemarts Radio, eight five seven five five seven four. Lou, it is seven. Wait, three, two, one. 20 in the morning on 720 WGN. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this.
9: Good morning, Lou. I had one of those 3 o'clock in the morning wake-ups. I'm having Permaseal come over and put the insulation around the top of the basement between the floor and whatever. Yep. But the house is brand new. Do I void my... Builder's warranty if I have this done since I'm smelling mold down there.
1: Um, now, is this a crawl space or a basement?
9: Full basement.
1: Unfinished.
9: I see. Unfinished, no cracks. I have two dehumidifiers that run but never pull in water. I'm getting, like, the surface mold, the fuzzies.
3: Oh, that's not and good. I
9: pulled up a Christmas tree last night and pulled it out of this plastic container, and it smells of mold. Mm. All
1: right, hold on. And How, you know, when you got when that you white... when you say the house God. is brand new, like less than a year, you've been in there.
9: I moved in at the end of May.
1: Okay, so, and. When you're down in your basement and you look up in that rim joist space, you know the wood up there where you talked about the insulation. Yep. Is there any insulation there now?
9: No. Hmm. No.
1: Okay. The insulation.
9: Mean, got the. Insu- go ahead. The insulation. The,
1: the insulation by-
9: insulation's around this side with the white, but that's it. Okay. I'm going down there now.
1: <clears throat> okay. The insulation around. Uh, the rim joist will help to condition the space, but that's not gonna help get rid of the mold. Did the right did the people at Perma Seal talk to you about their perma-dry system, their kind of really good souped up dehumidifier?
9: That's what they're oh no. They talked to me about that, but I wanted to find out from the builder first what what's causing this.
1: Okay. Um So there's a couple things. Now, when you have a newer home, and and you said it's a brand-new home. It was brand-new, new new materials. Okay. Yep. The moisture level in a brand-new home will be higher for a period of time as all of the materials start to dry out. Okay? So the moisture content in the lumber that was used, right, at some point it was, you know, bunked up and sitting outside in the rain, and right. <clears throat> that is slowly starting to dry out, and that can take months. But you shouldn't see um, that kind of uh, mold and stuff in an unfinished basement. Did you ever, when you turn the dehumidifier on that you say pulls no water, does it also have a digital readout that tells you the, the humidity level in that space?
0: Um,
9: I don't know. Okay. I mean, I have them set at 85%.
1: Okay. But it doesn't give you the reading that's in the room? No. Okay.
9: Not that I I know how to read.
1: Okay. Today, I want you to go to the hardware store, and I want you to buy a mechanical humidistat. Okay? Okay. And you're going to place it down in that basement today, and tomorrow, you're going to come look at it. And if it says that you've got higher than 50% humidity in there, okay, then that's too high. Okay. And that's where the mold and the mildew can start to um to form. Now, the fact that this dehumidifier isn't grabbing any water if that's the level, something might be plugged up. Like there might be a cap or something in there that needs to be removed because they should be doing well, I have two of them. No, I understand. Are they two brand new ones? Yes. Okay. And I've and
9: got them, I had them at my old house, so I bought, brought them over here. They worked fine over there.
1: Okay. All right. But when they, uh, d- let's double check to make sure that nothing got jostled around or the, the tub is, you know, put in all the way. But if you're having mold and mildew issues, then those dehumidifiers should be pulling something out of the air, right? And right. the, the yeah. fact that they're not, and I'm, I'm asking you to do the humidistat so that you can double check. Do you void the okay. warranty by adding insulation? I doubt it. I, I would say no. In the fact that there is no insulation, right? Uh, are you still on friendly terms with the builder?
9: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to go up there today, and I'm going to have them come over.
1: So if you have them, know. so if you have them come over and they kind of do a quick little look, see, and I'm sure what they're going to say is, "Hey, lady, you know, it's just the house drying out." Tell them you're doing this, uh, uh, insulation, which I think is a good thing, but, um, but that's not going to help you with the mildew and mold issue. Right. Okay. And so you right. just want to make sure that they sign off, you know, because it's, it's really easy. Oh, you modified it. That's not our deal. You know, you shouldn't have done that. And I don't think that they'll, they'll exactly. have, a, I don't think that they'll have a problem with that because they don't want to come back and do that. And, um, but let's just get them to sign off on the whole thing and let's find out what the humidity level is, double-check those dehumidifiers that they are, in fact, working. If, for some reason, they're not, then that dry system that Permaseal has might be the right way to go. I think that as you go through the winter season, it'll all dry out, but you also don't want to be sucking up all this mold and mildew in your house because what happens in the basement can permeate up into your right. living space.
9: Yeah, the I have the leaves for the table down here because right. I don't use them till, you know, everybody's and it's just full of the fuzzy mold. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. One other question. Do you have a window or down there at all?
9: I have two escape windows. Okay. Egress windows
1: in the yes. short term before it gets too cold, I want you to open up those windows a couple of inches. Okay. And let's get some fresh air circulating down there, and then keep working on this and uh, do all this. Call me next week and see. You know, I'd like an update to find out what happens. I want to see what that moisture level is in that basement. Thank you. I'm I'm just bumping up against time. It's seven thirty-one in the morning. Our Noodaloo Two is uh, coming up next. It's going to help you paint like a pro. Right now, it's WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. I got to give it to Chevy. They're promoting these cars. Won't be out for a year. And I'm like, all I want, all I, I just want one. So can we hurry up, please? You people that are making the electric vehicles, can we please giddy up? Because I would like one. That's going to be my next car is a Chevy electric vehicle. Anyway, it's really good. It's really fun. It's like fun. They're dancing and they're all in these EVs. And here's the interesting thing that they could never have thought of. Chevrolet, how you spell it. Then in the middle, there's an E and a V and they brighten that up in the name right oh, Chevrolet oh, yeah. and then the ev they put in a different color that's like just genius
2: did you see um at the c cmas cmas country mm-hmm. music awards on wednesday night i did I not i can't remember who the <clears throat> artist was that came up and did like a it's a whole thing on chevy and how how many songs say the word chevy or talk about a chevy and, uh, them, and really? he was on and on and on and he even said i'm and i'm screaming screaming them out loud at the tv some that he missed but there's really? countless yeah I mean, think about it,
1: right? There's it's so many because a lot of syllables, right? You can do a lot, and with
2: it's it. just a good American, good old American made car. I like it,
1: I like it. Well, speaking about good old American made, wait, is it American made as I say
2: this? I don't think so.
1: Our Noodle, Lut- too, <laughs> but you could go in your Chevy to pick it up at the store. You do you do you like
2: to paint? I'm telling you, I do like to paint, but the I do not like the taping. I and so when I saw this, I was like, oh, this actually is a really cool product that I might get for myself. The
1: taping is a huge pain in the rear end, but it's super essential. As you saw in the video wow. that we're putting together for the kitchen, don't quit. And, yeah, um, but if
2: you had this tool, you wouldn't need to put the tape up.
1: Stop right there.
2: I'm sure many would agree with me that when doing a painting project in your home, the edges and corners are the worst. Sure, you can use painter's tape, but one, it takes forever to put it up, and two, for some reason mine never stays put, so it's constantly peeling down after I just spent forever trying to apply it perfectly straight. This often results in me saying, forget it, and just going at it freehand, which doesn't work. Well, this week's new to Two is all about bristle control. Cut and edge, like cut and edge is a device you attach to your existing paintbrush that works as a locking mechanism on your bristles giving you cleaner paint lines for edging and cutting without using tape cut and edge kind of looks like an upside down popsicle not the long skinny ones but the wider arched ones you know you just slide in your paintbrush so that really only an inch of your bristles will be showing and then you're holding the actual paintbrush handle then you clip the cut and edge shut to lock the those bristles up the company does note that higher end brushes with thick angled bristles work mm. best but you probably want to buy those brushes anyway for your paint job it's a simple tool that gives you more control with your paintbrush along those edges and gets the job done without all that painter's tape Cutting edge goes for under 10 bucks and you can find out more on lou's house smarts youtube channel
1: you know what i thought of when i saw it it's a girdle for your uh paintbrush it's like a girdle do uh, a girdle uh, do they still have girdles like do women wear or is that spanx
2: spanx yes they've but that's like a
1: version of a girdle, right
2: kind of yeah, yeah
1: like <laughs> is that like blouse <laughs> when I say girdle
2: <laughs> well, yes
1: <laughs> okay, it's like spanx well, it's not like spanx because it there's a little bit of give in it, but if you imagine a brush <clears throat> and a really good brush.
2: It's like a corset for your paintbrush. A corset,
1: there you go. I love it. That's what it is. It's a corset. That do they still have those?
2: No, no. But people watch Actually, the they're, crown. They're making a comeback. Are they really? I did read that the other day.
1: Really? That it sounds super crazy. uncomfortable. Like yeah. when they invented it, it sounded uncomfortable. Anyway, man, the, what you women go through—it's crazy through the times, right? Oh, and I, then you. you should wear this, <laughs> right? and then put this dress on that's as heavy as a Buick. Anyway, this is like a corset for your brush. And then a good brush, the ends of it, they're almost like frayed ends. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but a good nylon brush, when you see the difference in the color, they actually fray the ends of the brush, so it absorbs the paint. But if you're not, a really good paintbrush makes all the difference in the world. But if you're not really good at edging what it does is it cups the brush so it just reveals the very end of the brush so then you carefully dip it into i bet you get my only concern about this product is depending on where you position it you're gonna dip it too far into the can and you're gonna get paint Mm -hmm. on the corset and so you're gonna need to leave a rag you're gonna need to have a damp rag damp, not wet. So you can wipe the edge of it because you don't want to drip while you're using it. So that's just a little, my pro tip of what I think is going to happen. But then you have way more control with the brush to do that edging. And it's a cool idea. And then it's made of the kind of plastic that the paint really doesn't stick to. So when you're done, you unclip it, slide it off the brush, warm water, soap, clean up, and it's good. The cut edge Go to uh go to youtube dot slash house T V and you can see more information about it right there. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou, eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Mary. No, oh, hold on, Mary.
10: This is Mary in Lansing, Illinois. Hi, Mary. Good morning, Lou. I have a 25-year-old furnace, and the a present comp, company has gone out of the business. And I called the gentleman that he referred me to, and he said um, he showed me on the scope that uh, the uh, heat exchanger has a crack And then, Of course, I don't know what I'm looking at. And he said there is a danger of carbon monoxide, but there was no pressure for me to get the thing immediately. Now, to repair that would be $450. The new furnace would be $6,000. Well, obviously, I should get a new one. But I'm wondering, should I get a second opinion? What should a new furnace call? It cost, and what kind should I get?
1: You absolutely should get a second opinion. Uh, before we go any further, you do have working carbon monoxide detectors in the home? No. You don't? No. Okay, so when we're done with the phone call today... You're going to go to the hardware store and you're going to buy a carbon monoxide detector. Okay. And you're going to get one in that house because the fact that they have, first of all, you should have one on every floor of your home. But at the very least, I want you to buy one and put it near your bedroom. Okay. Okay. They have ones that you can plug in, which will make your life very easy, and plug it in right outside the bedroom. Okay. Do you have a two-story home, single-story home? A two-story. Okay, so at the top of the stairs, and do you sleep with the bedroom door open or closed? Open. Okay. Do you have a outlet outside in the hallway, outside of the bedroom? Uh, no,
10: I'm afraid
1: not. Okay, well then put it in the bedroom in one of those outlets, okay? If they don't have that, they'll have one that has a 10-year battery. Just buy it. You don't even have to hang it up. Put it on the dresser, okay? So okay. that's for sure. Then uh-huh. we're going to get a... Um, Second opinion from another uh, furnace person whatever obviously, hopefully this person was like the crack wasn't minor But let's get a second opinion on that whole thing uh, to see now you're in Lansing uh, Right just right on the Indiana border there Yes, okay, you didn't did you have Dykstra home services come see you?
10: Uh, Well, I've heard of this and yes, I know a few people who do have Dykstra.
1: Okay, so they're down in your area So you could contact them dykstra home services and they, they they would be a good one to call to get an opinion on that six thousand dollars for a furnace that's just the furnace and the air or furnace i know uh, that was installed right but was that for the furnace and new air conditioning or just the furnace
10: just the furnace
1: and you have central air correct yes is that also 25 years
10: old um that i'm not too sure about but it's up there
1: yeah I wouldn't replace with an the age of that equipment, so a couple things. I wouldn't you said it was six hundred dollars to fix?
10: I'm sorry? You no, said no, it no w- to repair it, it would be four hundred and fifty.
1: Okay. I wouldn't put four hundred and fifty dollars into a twenty five year old furnace. Right. Okay. I also wouldn't replace just a furnace for six thousand dollars and not replace the central air if it's around the same age. That doesn't make any sense. Now, cool. if we get into a furnace and air system, now you're probably spending eight or nine thousand dollars. I'm just making this number up. So it's more. But then you have the peace of mind that it's the same equipment, it's of the same vintage, you have no worries. And if your budget allows you to do that, that would be my recommendation. and when you uh, when you talk about um, <clears throat> brands, Carrier and Bryant, they're basically the same piece of equipment. Those are good. Lennox makes a good product. Train makes a good product. Um, Ream makes a good product. So any one of those manufacturers would be fine. And I'd get a second opinion from the likes of of Dykstra. We also have this new program that's going on. Um, Are you on the Internet, uh, Mary? Do you get on the Internet?
10: Uh, Yeah, I'm a little bit shaky on that, but uh, yes, I I do. I'm on the Internet. Do
1: you have a pen or a pencil handy? Yes. All right, write this down. Chicago F-A-D, Frank Alice Dorothy. Okay. Dot com. Chicago F-A-D. Dot com. And so that's a factory authorized dealer with Carrier and Bryant, which you'll probably end up getting Dykstra out of that as well. But there might be some other people down there as well, and uh, those would be really good people to contact.
10: Okay, but call Dykstra. Well, then my question, Louis, I'm going to pay for a second opinion now. Well, you're, uh, not gonna, no, 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 you're
1: not going to no no no. You're not going to pay. You shouldn't be paying anything for that.
10: Oh, for the second. Well, the thing about it is, I would hate. You know, the first guy did come out, and he seemed very nice and all that. And if this was if this was his, who would I go with? Then would I go with the second opinion, or would I go with the uh, original one?
1: So the the <clears throat> part of the part of the thing, mayor, is to get the second opinion is to make sure that the prices make sense, right? So, in other words, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that you know, the thing is. The first guy gave you a price to only do the furnace, right? And so you could certainly go back to that person whom you said you liked and said, hey, you know, if I wanted to do the air conditioner also, he should already have that information. What would that cost me? Okay? And then get that price from them. Now, if you get a price from someone else, okay, now you can at least make sure that everybody's in the ballpark. You know, if, if the other company comes back and they're around the same price, okay, and then they... And also they confirm to you that, in fact, you do have this crack heat exchanger. Then for you, you want to make sure that the companies are reputable, they have a good reputation, but you ultimately want to work with people that you like and trust. And only you, you know, can determine that.
10: Well, the thing is this is a large company and uh, I, I don't really know. They would be completely new to me because as I say my sure. original man sure. who installed the furnace, uh he's out of, you know, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So and this person has good and bad. I looked them up on the internet and they've had good and bad on it. How about so,
1: how about, I about I we think, how about we do this? How about you and I make a deal to do this, okay? When we're done talking, you're gonna go buy a carbon monoxide detector so I know that you're safe. Call okay. and get a call and get a second opinion. Once you get that second opinion and you get that quote and you ask the first person for the quote to do the air conditioner, you call me back next week and we'll talk again.
10: Okay, thank you so much, Lou. Love you. Been listening to you forever.
1: Got it. You're so kind. Have a nice day. All right. Happy to help you. Thank you. Seven fifty-three in the morning, Lou Manfredini here with you, eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. It's a whole design trend. Uh, This architect out of, uh, well, they're out of Kentucky, actually. But uh, they build these uh, really cool, how would I describe it? A souped-up pole barn. And the design and the look and the feel and the functionality is unbelievable. And you literally could put them just about anywhere, and uh, i think you'll find the conversation to be pretty interesting that's coming up after 8:35 this morning 8575574 Lou. 8575574568 this is pam calling in from the south side hi pam you're on house Mart's radio good morning
7: yes good morning i was called. my question is i have a really i really like uh the security the security screen doors i have they're about i don't know 30 years old or something and I don't like what I see in some of the major uh depart- you know um stores that have them and I was wondering if there are any uh if you know of any companies that sell really you know really good tough security screen doors
1: so you're talking about like the the ones that are kind of wrought iron you know that are heavy duty That's and you can lock them really well there's yes. a there's a company that I get emails from all the time, and they sell really good doors. Uh, okay, it just came to me. It's called King, like the King. Architectural okay. Metals is the name of the company. King Architectural Metals. Okay. And if you Google that, <clears throat> I think you'll come up with their website. I have no... Uh, I have no connection to this company other than they. I always see really cool stuff that they send. They do a lot with wrought iron uh, accessories for railings and um, interior design. You know, they do all the finials for wrought iron, different styles and whatever. And I know I have seen high-quality um, security doors there. And then if you were to measure, you know, the door size that you have, you could... Then order that they could ship it to you, and then you just need someone to install it. Oh, okay. They're 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 just a, they're just a supplier. They're not a um they're not a uh you know an installation mm. company.
9: Oh, that might be hard.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's I mean, it, for for an installation, Pam, it you know, it's not it's the same person that would install a screen door could install mm-hmm. a, a security door like that.
7: Oh, okay, because I want something – this one I like is really good, you know, the the locks, but the bottom of them are going now. I see. And um, <clears throat> um, somebody told me the locks to replace them would be difficult, and the company, I think, is out of business. I forgot the name of it, but it was mm. a company uh, in the Beverly area a long time ago. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. They're not
5: there anymore.
1: Well, I think if you look at this King Architectural Metals, you're going to find it. okay. Okay. All right, dear. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling. Appreciate you joining us. 857 557 Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. 857-557-4568. This is Ron in Elkhart. Hey, Ron, good morning. You're on How smart's
0: radio. Good morning. Thank you. Take my call, Lou. Sure. I need a new roof. I had it about 12 years ago. I had a 40-year year roof put on, and so I need a hundred-year roof because I'm only 72.
1: a <laughs> boy, I like that attitude, mister. <laughs> uh,
0: what is your opinion of uh, roof vents? Uh roof, like, they're at the top. Ridge,
1: ridge. Uh, continuous ridge vent? Yes. What's my opinion of them? I mean, if you have enough ridge, you know what I mean, it's... Uh, if it's a long enough run then they're great and they when they're installed properly you know it really the the ventilation in a in an attic space has to do a lot with the pressure on the outside and that if you have overhangs eaves and vents down there the barometric pressure that's out in the world kind of forces its way into that roof and then physics draws it up to the top and you've got those vents right at the tippy top of the peak and there it goes so i'm a i'm a big fan and then architecturally you know it looks a lot nicer depending on the layout of your home um you know from the
0: outside okay and they told me they're gonna have to we have uh leaf guards on there now we have to take those off
1: they're going to have to take them off what? when they do the new roof. Yes, but then they're going to put them. back? And they back. won't
0: put them back on because they don't, they don't like the nails going through the shingles. They don't like the nails going. gutter guard. I guess is not leaf guard, it's gutter. So guard your guard. gutter,
1: your current gutter guards, they they in a perfect world they would be under the shingles. Right. Okay. So your gutter cap, whatever cap. So you have you had existing gutters and then you had some sort of cap installed over the top
0: we had new gutters and cap bigger the bigger gutter
1: correct and when and they put had, and when they new roof put on. and when they put the cap on they nailed through the shingle
0: no no we had that put on we had the we had the um I'm just cross tr- put up and then we had a new roof put on okay the same time
1: and so the new roofing contractor is saying that they need to take the caps off, not the gutters. Correct. And then but they're they going to replace them. <clears throat> well, I don't understand why they would need to. They just want to take the caps off because they don't want to damage them?
0: I think I think they're afraid that when they take them off, they won't, they'll damage them, taking them off. Because he, he, he told me they'd have to come off and might... My son lives a couple houses down from me, and they took his off also.
1: And did they put him back? No. Well, that that makes no sense. <laughs> if I, I, I'm I'm not following why they would need to take them off. But if they're saying they have to take them off in order to flash it properly, okay, I'll buy into that. But if I'm going to take them off, then I want you to put them back. Okay. How many roofing? How many roofing contractors have you gotten bids
0: from? Uh, three. Okay. Four.
1: And has anybody said they'd put them back? No. And they all said they had to take them off. Yes. Well, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Did you? Did you? I'm just trying to think of. Uh, did you contact either Lindholm Roofing or Rogers Roofing?
0: I don't think they come this far. In Elkhart, yeah, they may not they? go.
1: Uh Rogers might. Back South Bend. Oh, South Bend no. That's probably a little too far. And we're we're east of South Bend. Yeah, did you get Notre Dame roofing? Did you call them? I'm just making that up. I don't think there's a Notre Dame roofing.
0: <laughs> I don't have I don't have enough gold. <laughs> um I
1: it it I I I'm not following why they wouldn't put him back on. You know, I, it it just seems like that would be part of their service. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Okay, well let me ask. Let me jump to another question. Then, what would you suggest? I've seen these where you put foam in your eave trough. Is that stuff any good? Say that again. They put like a foam liner in your in the gutter in your eave yeah.
1: yeah, in the gutter. In the gutter, you mean? Like, uh, there's a there's yeah. one called Gutter Stuff. And then there's another one called, um, uh, gutter, uh, leaf guard, which is a leaf relief. And it's like, it almost looks like a, it looks like a pipe cleaner that goes in there too. Um, are they good or not? Yeah, but you already have them. That's what I don't understand. I, I don't get why. I just don't understand why no one is, uh no one is able to put those back on. There's there's something in what you're telling me that that they're missing, like why they're not going to put them back on. In the contract, do they state why they cannot put them back on? Because they should just be unscrewed, take them off, put them in a pile, come back and screw them back on. Everything should fit right back in place.
0: And then put the shingles up.
1: Correct. Okay. So I would push back on that, and I would talk with... Uh, even another roofer and ask why is it you're not putting these back on that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever you can charge me for it but why aren't you going to put them back on it doesn't make any sense at all appreciate the phone call it's eight twenty-two in the morning hey it's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at builder supply outlet
7: i have a question we have a 68 year old raised ranch And we need some more insulation up in the attic. And I was wondering if you're a fan of the rolled insulation or the blow-in type. And maybe you could make a suggestion as far as who we could call to get that done.
1: I am a, uh, a fan of more insulation, right, in general. So... That is the single best way you can improve the uh, comfort level of your home, and if you made me choose, it would be a blown-in insulation. From there, okay. you ha- from there you have uh, you know either a cellulose or fiberglass. I would probably choose the cellulose, and um, okay. I don't any longer have a direct relationship with an insulating company. W- what part of Chicago are you in? Southside, Beverly area. Okay. Um, There is uh, a company called American Insulation, and I believe they're Southside-based. And uh, that would be one. They've been around a long time. There's another company up north, but I'm sure they travel all over the place. They're not barbers. Um, Okay. Called Ecotech.
7: Ecotech? Yeah. Okay.
1: And they would be somebody that you could call as well to try and get an estimate. And then, you know, you the, the biggest thing that you're going to speak with them about when they're quoting you, that, you know, because they're like, hey, lady, we can get you this, you know, R19 or R20, whatever it is. That's great. Uh-huh. If, you, if you, you can load it up with insulation, but just make sure they don't compromise the ventilation. That's the most okay. important thing is that we need to maintain. So we want that blown-in insulation to kind of insulate that ceiling so you keep the nice warm air or the cold air in the summertime, and but then we want the air to flow above all that and keep the uh, heat and humidity, you know, at bay up in that area. But be able to, so it can vent out of the home as well.
7: Alrighty, sounds good.
1: Have a great day.
7: Thanks for the suggestions. You, you too. Bye bye.
1: Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou, when we come back, we're going to talk about barn dominiums. I'm going to tell you right now because uh, we're going to talk about it. To go to this guy's website called buildmax.com and you will see some of the most beautiful pictures of these homes and i you know like i looked at a couple and i was like oh yeah i would live in that and then i'd look at another one oh i would live in that oh i would live in that and uh really really cool open designs and uh probably more affordable than you think that coming up after this report of wgn radio news with don kleppen Lindsay. um Yes. How long have I been on the radio here on WGM Radio?
2: 95.
1: Yeah, what's Since the man? 95. So March will be March was? will be 28 years. <laughs> wow. I you think about all the talking that I have done in that 28 years here on WGM Radio. I have read mm-hmm. a lot wow. of commercials. Right? A lot. I mean, probably thousands. In 28 years got to be thousands of commercials that I've read. I've never read one like I'm about to read right now. Oh. And I'm I think I'm honored that they would entrust this topic with me, Lou Manfredini, Read on, on Housemarts Radio. So this is very important. Visit Bear Moxie's newest location at 681 Graceland Avenue in downtown Des Plaines during their grand opening event. Get this, Lindsay, all day today, okay? This is for you ladies and maybe men. I don't know. Probably? You think men go to Bear Moxie? Uh. With people, their it's this is for all people all day today. Bear Moxie's professional bra fitters will specialize will be specializing in helping women of all shapes and sizes find the right size, style, and fit for their specific needs.
2: You would go to this event?
1: I would just could be super curious because <laughs> I would just the thing is I would want to know like how do you measure for a bra?
2: I. I'm sweating right now. No, I just, because I just, all these I, no, no, no,
1: because <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm a curious person. Not, it's not a, it's just an I interesting, know, I, I know. like, is there a special tool or is it just <laughs> like the thing when I go to, if I go get a suit and the guy puts the thing around my neck and goes around with the, with, with that loose tape measure, what's that called? Tape measure, right? Like 16 and a half, whatever it is. Well, anyway, Bear Moxie carries everyday bras, the stuff you wear every day. Nursing, sports, special occasions, could be anything, mastectomy bras, of course, that's very important, as well as swimwear and lingerie. Bear Moxie is typically open by appointment only, but to elevate your fit experience, people, today will be a very special open house for all in Displaying's community to enjoy. So swing by downtown. (laughs) If you have the right size bra, that won't be a problem. Uh, in downtown displains anytime from 10 a.m to 5 p.m and say hi actually when you go there say i heard about this on with Lou Manfredini and he told me to stop by and say hello. That would be great. Uh, say hi to the newest members in Displains retailers community to be one of the first 20 customers this is good first 20 customers to make a purchase at their new location and score a fun swag bag Make plans to visit both Bear Moxie locations, downtown displays and Geneva through November 19th and enter to win a free bra and panty set. I'm just going to put that out there. To schedule your private fit session, visit Bear Moxie online at bearmoxie.com. When you go there, tell them that Lou sent you. You know, I love really good design, and um, I like homes that make sense that are functional that are useful i am in particular uh, a fan of more open design in building you know i think that the uh, that kind of open look suits my personal opinion and it seems to be something that's quite popular with people but have you ever heard the term barn dominium well i hadn't and uh, i was looking in a, a trade magazine and and discovered that this is a big trend. Joining me on the phone line right now is Tony Galladay, who is the architectural designer and founder of a firm called BuildMax. Tony, good morning and welcome to House Smarts Radio.
8: Lou, and thanks for having me. I appreciate
1: it. Tell me a little bit about uh, BuildMax. What is this company and what is it you folks do?
8: Yeah, so we are architectural designers in a space, a fairly new space. It's called Barn Dominiums. You know, a lot of times people will ask us, what is a Barn Dominium? And we believe that it is the most exciting and fastest growing home building style throughout the U.S. and Canada right now, hmm. um, but but since the term barn dominium, or barndo for short <laughs> is kind of a fairly fairly new term for most people, uh, there are a lot of misconceptions about this style of home building.
1: All right, before before you get into that, um, <clears throat> I looked. I'm on your site and I'm looking at a bunch of the designs. They're these unbelievably beautiful homes. That also have like a large space connected to it. So for instance, um perhaps somebody that has a a, a big R V or boats or or quite frankly, they could even have a, a, a manufacturing business kind of connected to the home, right? I mean It's kind of almost going back to you know a couple centuries ago when everybody lived and worked on the same piece of property,
8: right? And so there's there's really two segments of this style of home building. There is the barn dominium, and then there's another word that we probably uh, won't talk a lot about today, but it's called the shop house. Oh, okay. It is the uh, home that is connected to uh, the workspace. Hmm. And, um, you know, if you go to our website, one of the first things that you see on the front is this beautiful wraparound porch uh, with a lot of windows and open space. And so we designed that. That that actually is a shop house. Um, Some people call it a barn dominium as well. But we designed that to appeal to Men and women alike, uh, mm. because when a when a woman sees this house, she sees you know she sees the wraparound porch, the light and airy, but the guy. What he sees is that RV, that big <laughs> two thousand square foot garage, mm-hmm. and, and that is really appealing to him.
1: Uh, sticking with the, the, the term uh, barn do, barn dominium. Um, give me the idea behind that concept. Like, like, what is it you're trying to achieve as a designer in reflecting, you know, what a, a home buyer or home builder would like from something like this.
8: Well, and here here's the thing: is that the word barn dominium. Uh, if you t- if you Google the word barn dominium, you know you're going to come up with a lot of different opinions as to what a barn dominium is. Mm. Um, you know, and, and so we give we talk with thousands of people on a monthly basis, uh, trying to educate them on what this um, style of architecture is, and that's really what it is. Um, a barn dominium is a style of architecture. And in that sentence, I could just stop right there uh, and put a period because we really want your listeners to understand that a barn dominium is just a style of architecture just like a craftsman or a modern farmhouse or French country house styles. Uh, The difference is, is that it has an influence of like, country and farmhouse and modern design, but it all draws its inspiration from traditional barns.
1: Mm. So, you know, when you look at it, um, the I, I hate to even make this reference because it doesn't look like that at all, but, you know, a pole barn, which is, I think a lot of people would understand what that looks like, you know, a big, t- typically a big rectangular building, there's a little bit of that when I look at some of the designs, but then you do stuff within it and how you uh, accessorize, pop windows out, create like a two level door system, uh, you know, put beautiful garage doors that are uh, sculpted and have texture to them that kind of mask that it is is that part of it? Like is the construction of it, the the materials used
8: different than traditional building? That's a great question, um, and it's one of the misconceptions out there because a lot of times when people think about a barn dominium, the first thing that comes to their mind is a steel building, mm. okay? And and traditionally and for years, that's kind of been the shop house and the barn dominium has really been a steel building. So you take a steel building, you build it out, and then you build a home inside of that shell. I see. Um what we've done is we're the first company in the U.S. to uh, offer barn-dominium kits, uh, a whole kit, whether it's, uh, it could be a steel frame, a post frame, or conventional stick framing. Mm.
1: So it's something that, the, goes, that the builder or the owner the- right, could, could choose how they want to have this built.
8: Well, and in these economical uh, challenging times, this is a huge, huge benefit for uh, the home buyer Um, because when wood went really crazy here a while back Mm -hmm. and uh, wood was out of sight, steel was actually cheaper Mm. than wood. Um, but now wood is starting to come down. Um, Steel is is starting to follow, but now you've got these options in your hands where it's like, you know what? We love this barn dominium. We love the concept of this open, airy feel. The flexibility and the versatility of what you can do inside of these things is amazing, Uh, but we want to price that out multiple different ways. Right? Maybe we we want to look at what what is the price difference between stick, steel, and post frame.
1: You know, I look at some of the the photos on your website, and, um, <clears throat> you know, many of them are, are kind of set up in a, you know, the backdrop is like a rolling field. And you, I know you guys are based in Kentucky, and so you can kind of imagine this being there. But these homes kind of would fit almost anywhere, and they're not... You know, when I look at some of the living spaces of it, you know, these are, you know, 2,600, 2,700 square foot homes. They're not ginormous, but yet they have this beautiful, you know, elevation and kind of all the things that you would want out of a traditional home. But with this very, you know, what I I mentioned in the beginning, I love the open design look. Um, Where are you seeing the bulk of your interest as far as these homes uh, are, are be- these plans are being purchased and the homes are being built?
8: Yeah. So um, all over the United States, and it, it's really, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, we have about 120,000 visitors to our website each month. Wow. So there has been a tremendous, that's why, wow. one of the exciting things about this and um, uh, is that, we're seeing a lot of younger people that are gravitating towards this alternate, you know, what you would consider an alternate building style. Um, but what we've tried to do when when we set out uh, and started BuildMax, this home plan design and, and uh, building materials division, what we wanted to do is we wanted to reinvent the shop house. And the barn dominium experience because a lot of them were not very appealing just a couple years ago, right? And so we came on we came on the scene and we said, you know what? Let's let's shake it up. Let's do something really, you know, different. And so we've created these beautiful structures, um, as we said, that can be built with a lot of different methods. Um, but they could fit, and I, I give you a good for instance. Um, a lot of them in, are in rural areas. But I'm working on a project right now where a, cust- a client is building a barn dominium um, in a country club, hmm. and so so this is not you know this is going to be an elaborate, beautiful, and he's got a big bus that he uh, travels around in, and, right. and he's going to pull that pull that in his uh,
1: his RV garage. I mean, I literally start scrolling at some of the pictures you have and I'm like, Oh yeah, I would, I would totally build that and live in that. Oh wait, I would totally build and live in that. And I'm like going down it. you know I mean? It really, and, and what I find super interesting about it is you have almost this base footprint that you then modify and then change and add things to. And they're just absolutely beautiful. So, you talk about clients, customers, someone goes to buildmax.com, your website to, to purchase the building plans, correct? And then those are something they would go to their builder, or is that something you can help with? If someone was uh, thinking about building a home, like, do you, do you, do you help uh, procure builders for, for these homes?
8: Right. Um, So yes. Sometimes, so <laughs> let me explain that. Yeah, so uh, the, there's three different divisions of our company. So you can actually go online, and if you find one of those homes that you just love, um, there's a plan called the BM twenty five hundred, and this is a, a black barn dough with wooden doors and a garage that matches it. At three a car, three car garage. It's
1: so unique. That's the one I. That's, I, that's the, the, BM, the one I want. The BM twenty five hundred. Yeah, uh, that's no, the. Right there. Exactly. I'm it's looking right at it. That's, that's what every, the one I want. Yeah. That's
8: what everybody wants. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of a lot of people <laughs> throughout the United States. And and that particular plan, um, you could buy that straight off of our website, and, and we would send you a full set of blueprints that have about 13 pages of detail so that you could just hand those to your local builder and say, hey, I want to build this exact home. Mm. Now, the We have a division within our company called a modification team and my daughter runs the modification team and they actually take our existing plan, modify it to meet your family's needs. So you may look at that and say, 2500 is great, but I'd like it just a little bit bigger Mm. or I want different, you know, I want to change the bedrooms and we can do that. Right. And then I have a third division of our company that offers um, building material packages. And my son is involved in that uh, particular part of the uh, business. And you can um, order that as a kit. And if we have a builder in that area, we can either help you find a builder in the area or we have a steel erector that goes around the United States and his team uh, actually erects these in different locations.
1: I love it. I love the concept. I love what you're trying to do. Uh, I love the whole turnkey opportunity for people and it you know it sounds like it's evolving but um if you're looking to see some really cool designs and uh, look at my favorite the bm 2500 uh go to com. tony uh, galladay is the architectural designer and founder of bill max i'm really glad that we found you and uh really happy that you took some time this morning to talk with us
8: Thank you so much, Lou. We really appreciate it.
1: You have a great day. Uh, You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. This stuff's really, really cool. I really, really do like it. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Shows, it opens today, uh, Break a Leg, Max, and cast. Break a Leg. And then tomorrow and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week. Exciting. uh, Yeah, it should be a fun show.
2: Wait, wait, wait. I think this is the one that had the revival in New York... But it was a big controversy because everybody was on stage naked. They don't do that at Carthage, right?
1: I <laughs> highly doubt that they will do that, but th- that is even the original Broadway version. At the end, the whole cast comes out naked. Yes!
4: Whoa. Right there. They want a
1: bunch of Tony's. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That whole cast didn't have to go to Bear Moxie, they didn't need it. Right. Right? Because. It's all right it, there. Right, it was just the things. They, ba- they bared off. their
3: own moxies.
1: Correct. Very, very well. Okay, so <laughs> took a lot of moxie to bear. <laughs> anyway, break a leg, Max, and the entire cast of Hair at Carthage College. If you'd like uh, uh, more information, I guess you can go to their website, Carthage uh, College. Edu. Come on, EDU. I'm going to say edu. Anything edu. Carthage oh, Okay, I have something for all of you. So last night we were at dinner with some friends. And there were two, four, two, four, six, eight of us. And we're all around the same age. And uh, our friend Mary Therese, who was hosting the show, said, Oh, you know what I do every night before I go to bed? Is I count backwards from 100 by mm. 7. Oh. Mm. That sounds mm. tough. Interesting. Okay. So, think about that. You go to bed, and it's like a mind thing, right? And so then uh, Mike Chakabowski was at the dinner. He goes, well, how do you know if you don't do it right?
3: (laughs) Who's checking your work?
1: Right, because you're just doing it in your head. Mm -hmm. And so, well, and Mary-Tree said, well, I just count it. She goes, and the thing is, is that I know I can do it. And then when I can't, then I know. Like, if your mind goes, you know, in other words, like every night you go to bed, right? Right. So, you know, so of course, so, so... My wife and I are going to bed last night, and so what do we both do? You know, I'm not a huge numbers guy. If it's in a tape measure, I can do it. And she goes, all right, I'm going to try that. And she just quietly does it. And, like, within two seconds, she's like, oh, that wasn't that hard. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm still on 79. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Slow down. Wait for me at the finish line. I'm like, in my head, you know, okay, right, 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 right. So you're going, all right, 93, that's easy. I can do that one real quick. And then Mm you're like, or 93. And then I go, 85. No, 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 it's 86. Right. And so...
3: And then from the there, it's tough. Seven. Right. So it, it, it tonight, difficult.
1: before you go to bed, you were just looking at your your. 72. Well, I was like
2: seventy nine. I was going to call you out and be like, seventy nine is not even a number you should have been on. But no, I was. I did the math
1: because I put it on a piece of paper because I didn't want to. But <laughs> 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 you
2: knew I would call you
1: out on it. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. See, so, now if you're
3: into the NFL, you know these things because you have to add seven for every touchdown.
1: Oh yeah, oh, it's a fair right. point. Exactly, you got football but you're doing it backwards,
3: so it's hard right, to, harder. Right. to do. But
1: if you're the Bears, we take uh, those away. Exactly. By the <laughs> way, Indiana, quickly on a bear yeah, thing. This yeah. is a funny thing as a bear uh, bear fan. Why am I so? What is the Bears' uh, um, record? Three and six. And I'm excited when I watch a Bears. Game. I know hey, this
3: is the weirdest we, thing. We were talking about that during the postgame game show uh, the other day. Uh, with Justin Fields becoming one of the more exciting quarterbacks in the National Football League after that uh, 61-yard run and 178 yards rushing in one game, a single-season record in the NFL, and they still lost. But the NFL NFL did admit to uh, two poor calls, one that should not have been called and one that should have been called, a pass interference. And, of course, the last one should have been called as the uh, defender was giving Chase Claypool the Heimlich maneuver. And uh, oh yeah, no yeah, penalty so flag
1: yeah. was thrown, and it was yeah. uh, they were driving. But, but but the thing, it's a weird thing, right? Like no, this, it's true. This, I mean, this young man who's the quarterback now, I pray that he doesn't get hurt. Um, and and none, of, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But it's like okay, it's kind of like a big jigsaw puzzle, and you got this. He, he's like the starting piece of the jigsaw mm-hmm. puzzle, right? Like that corner. You know, you always yeah. start on the outside, you do the perimeter, and now we got to build it all in around this kid. And uh, boy. It sure seems like I mean I don't know that it's next year, but but it sure seems like if they get him some protection and
3: right, yeah, it seems like during that kind of mini bye week they changed the light bulb and you can see the light bulb going on over his head now. Uh, he's right. kind of buying in and getting the yeah. idea of what's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Uh, yeah. But his instinct still is to run first, which is somewhat dangerous. But so far, so well, good. I mean, run. it was it was, well, it was fun. It was fun. It was a fun game to watch.
1: Run, Forest. Run, yeah. man. That kid can run. It's <laughs> really can. something. Oh, yeah. Really something. Yeah. All right, very good. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Patty in Barrington. Hi Patty, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Oh, here, hold on Patty. Don't go anywhere. We're still playing, uh we gotta just cut that out. Don't go anywhere, Patty. Don't go anywhere, Patty. Hi. Can I hear Yes I can. Okay. Go ahead. Hi, Patty.
7: Hi. I want you to know I enjoy your banter and uh, your tips but I have called you before a few years ago, and two of my grandsons are at Iowa State off-campus, big old house they rented. One's in the basement with an escape window and carpeting, about a 10-by-10 room, but the other one's in a 10-by-15 porch. It was a porch, and it was converted to a room, and I knew that it would be freezing cold because of all the windows. It's got two sides of windows. And um, so Gabriel, the one who lives in that room, He ordered a tower heater, and my daughter thinks that's a fire hazard. Plus, I was telling him that he should put that saran wrap stuff. I don't know what it is that you cover the windows to make sure that the air doesn't come through.
1: When you say it's a converted porch, have you seen pictures of the room or seen the room, Patty? Oh, I've been there. Okay, and And is it
7: wood molding?
1: Right, but is it just the wood walls, or is it insulated and drywalled?
7: I don't know how insulated it is. It's freezing cold. Right. It's dry walls.
1: Right. But my point is, if the walls are really thin, okay, and unless the windows yeah. are super drafty, I don't know that the plastic is going to help you because the walls are so thin, right? And other than this tower heater that he purchased, did he? Um, is there a heat source in this porch at all? I don't think so. Okay. And it 's ten by fifteen, right, and does he do anything other than sleep in the room?
7: I mean he plays his games his video games at night, got it All
1: right um, i don 't so the tower heater uh, your daughter, I assume, is the mother the tower heater right. the tower heater probably won 't be able to keep up with heating a space that large. It does have a tip sensor that if it tips over, it will shut itself off. All heaters do. But he's a college kid. And so the issue is he's going to leave that thing plugged in and go to class to try and keep the thing warm. And I don't know that it's going to be uh, you know, the greatest thing for him. What would probably make more sense so the kid can sleep is buy him a fitted electric blanket.
7: Yeah. So the saran wrap won't do any good over the window.
1: Not, okay, not the if these, not if these walls are paper thin, it's going to do nothing. The other thing you can do, uh, with, the other thing you can do with the tower heater, uh, if he already bought it or if he can return it, they do make heaters. Yeah, he they do make heaters that you can mount to the wall so they won't tip over.
7: Okay. And, but like the one in the basement has one too. He's in the basement of the house. That's, that's not a fire hazard, then, because my daughter keeps saying it, it's a fire hazard, Mom.
1: It's not a fire hazard, but he should get in the habit of turning it off when he's not there. Okay. Right? If All right. It, well, if it... T- I if it t-
7: Go ahead. You, you're Italian, right? I am. Does it do, I make my Gucci dadas. It takes me 14 hours. I do 32 dozen. So I was doing my Gucci dadas when I was waiting for you the last hour. But I should send you some, because nobody makes Gucci dadas like I do.
1: I will <laughs> absolutely take your Gucci dadas. And I don't even know what that is. I just love saying it. And uh, thank you so much. 857 Lou 922 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Like, uh, you know, you were determined or, you know, like, hey, that kid's got moxie. Well, then I Googled it, right? So the Bear Moxie name, and I think I kind of see where they're going with that. So what is Moxie slang for? And it says it's a noun, slang, courageous spirit and determination, perseverance, right? That's kind of a thing. Moxie, it says here, um, it, uh, in the dictionary, Moxie, it's a noun, force of character, determination, or nerve. When you've got Moxie, you need clothes to match. See what I mean there? bear moxie Uh right right smart and then you go down and you just it won't stop right the source of the name moxie is as mysterious as its origin the word has been attributed to a yiddish word and also to a native american word meaning dark water uh although uh thompson himself claimed the name to beverage moxie a friend supposedly a rare planet all this kind of stuff right it can do all kinds of so here's the thing uh, how about Moxie for a woman? It says, if you look up the official definition in a dictionary, it will tell you that Moxie is a force of character, determination, and nerve. In other words, it's a tough woman who knows how to take control and get things done. <laughs> that, along with the whole hair of the musical, it's a whole big theme we got going.
2: It's a whole movement today. A whole movement House today. Smarts Radio.
1: Or non-movement, however you describe it. 857 lu 857 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines this morning. Talk with Bill, who's in Prospect Heights. Bill, good morning. You're on House Smart Radio. Morning. Uh I
6: have a burnt-out recessed light and uh I'm just wondering how to approach to get it out. you know I don't wanna ruin the ceiling, and I can't see any way that it really unscrews, so I think it's fitted in there
1: tightly, so the bulb itself is burnt out, yes, okay, and it has a it has a trim ring around it, but you're unable to grab the bulb R- correct. Because the bulb is too recessed in the trim ring? Yes. Okay. Now, when you
6: look... I took off the trim ring, but then there's another, another, you know, like the canister part is there. And I I still can't reach the the bulb.
1: Huh. Or I can't can't get the bulb to move. But you can reach it firmly? Yeah, I can touch it, yes. Okay. And is there enough clearance that... um you with with your hand up there can you kind of reach up to the stem of the bulb where it hits the the socket itself no no
6: mm. no it's flush with the the canister
1: all right if you had a and when you put force there it just will not unscrew
6: i i haven't been able to do it yet no okay
1: do you, if I were to, if you were to take something like a can of WD-40 with a little, you know how they have those little extension tips on it? Yep. Would you be able to position that so you could squirt some where the bulb screws into the socket?
6: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, all I can see is the bulb, you know, the bulb is flush to the canister.
1: And it's but but you took the trim ring down. The trim ring comes off, but there's still like the canister is like up the there, like you know, the cone. So the cone behind it, the trim cone, or because the canister the is the can, but you're seeing like the well, finished oh, no. cone. It's the, the
6: yeah. I took the trim off, but there's there is a the canister, the metal canister of the can, the metal canister, right? And I'm afraid to pull that too hard. I, I see no way that it's attached to the ceiling, so I I don't know if it's just forced in or if there's a spring lock on it. Well, how, you know, I'm was, has, has afraid this, if I forced that down.
1: Has it been there since you've owned the home?
6: Yeah, I think it was installed about 10 years ago. Okay. We've only been here for
0: two years.
1: Okay, so if it's a okay, so if it was a remodel can, they cut the hole and it goes up in there, and it's got these little springs that hold it in the drywall. If it was original new construction, it's screwed to the joists uh, on either side, and then the drywall goes in there. So the can itself should be relatively firm, and okay. and so I wouldn't necessarily worry about that, but putting enough force. Maybe if, you, if you're able to put your hand on that bulb, okay, and and is this one other thing? This is a regular, like, incandescent type of bulb?
6: Uh, no. Well, it looks like it's an LED. It's kind of like a little spotlight bulb.
1: Okay. So it's not big. It's smaller. It's small, Okay. Yes. Let's put a pair of gloves on, just so if you put some force on here and it breaks, you don't cut yourself, okay? Okay. And then I want you to... If you can't get the oil up in there, because the oil would have a little capillary effect that would draw it up in there, but put some force on there and kind of jiggle your hand a little bit while you're holding the bulb to try and loosen it, like, you know, righty-tighty-lefty-loosey type of deal. Okay, okay and yeah. with that force and that motion, it should eventually free and loosen up. And if you can get the oil up in there, that would be helpful as well. Good luck with that. Thanks so much for calling. We are going to go into the WGN radio newsroom now and check in with Don Klepp. Well, um, there's a myriad of things that could be going on right there, but if it's a surface stain, um, then try something as simple as a kitchen cleanser and a Scotch-Brite pad to try and get rid of it. Or, I love the grease cleaner crud cutter, spray that on, let it sit for a few minutes, and then with a mild abrasive pad like a plastic pad try and scrub that if that doesn't do it there could be discoloration in the melamine itself that isn't going to come out and you're just going to have to either paint it since it's white you can get away with that or live with it with a little bit of a stain
2: sorry all right next lou had a partial driveway put in in september is it too late to use bone dry and how do we go about it
1: is it too late um you know the thing is is that it can't it's got to be above freezing and uh if we get a couple of days where we're in the 50s which i'm you know i think that'll happen you can still do it and that would be a good thing to do before the winter i need a day of it to kind of warm up a little bit in the sun clean it off apply the bone dry and you're good to go so you can still uh, do that but we need the weather to cooperate also make sure it's not going to rain for 24 hours after you apply the sealer How about one more
2: Lou we're tra- uh, we're tired of repairing cracks to the stucco on the outside of our house we are thinking of having a company come out and repair the stucco and apply rhino shield elastomeric coating that is supposed to last 25 years does it really work
1: um my concern is this. The film is very durable. I wonder what they will say about putting it over the stucco. Because that stucco, if it continues to crack, and you know that it's going to crack, the rhino shield is going to crack along with it because the substrate is just way stronger than the rhino shield. And um, you really have to weigh in what they tell you as far as the warranty that they're going to give you because something tells me that's not gonna you're not going to be a good candidate for that rhino shield and you may need to consider some other options potentially if you're really tired of it and you want to make it you know you know change the whole look while it would be very expensive you could take all that stucco down and then you could side the home and uh, that might be an option, although that's not going to be an inexpensive proposition. That's our just text me segment. eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. This is Terry in Aurora. Hi, Terry, you're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning.
7: Hi, Lou, Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How may I help you? Okay my question. My question is, how do we clean our 20-year-old Hunter Douglas uh, pirouette shades without having to hire a certified fabric care specialist?
1: Oh, boy. So they're like the honeycomb fabric, and is the, clean, yes. is the cleaning in the middle or on the surface?
4: On the surface.
1: What color are they? Uh,
4: just a kind of a... Uh, ivory?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the thing with that is it's not like you want to get it wet. It's a dry clean. And, okay. um, so you need some really, I mean, you need something that's like a, um, a charged, you know, duster to pull the dust and debris off of there. You don't want to get it wet. And, okay. I mean, even just, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like the Swiffer, but not the the one that's more like a ball, you know, that, that's more, not a ball, but it's cylindrical. And, okay. And yes. you, would, you would come across it, and as you're coming across it with them down, you would spin and turn and rotate the the unit across the whole thing to try and grab all the dust and debris. And the key is that rotation, because if you just kind of dust it, you run the risk of actually taking the dust and debris and digging it into the fabric. And so the rotation, okay. if you bought a few of these things, how many of these shades are we talking about?
7: Just one large one that um, is in a master bath that that's kind of covers the whole area of a hot tub area.
1: Got it. So buy a couple of these cylindrical swiffers with the, you know, it'll come with the handle and then just rotate it across top to bottom, you know, side to side rather, and just work in sections. And if you see that the thing really pulls up a lot of the dirt because of the static, you know, that electricity that creates change it. Don't, don't keep using the dirty one because you're going to, you're going to embed the dirt into the fabric and, you know, buy a box of them, then you'll have it. And that'll be way cheaper than hiring somebody to come out and do it, and if it's just one shade, that's what I would do, and I think you'll, uh, you know, you'll get a really good results. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's nine forty six in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Perma Seal Foundation Repair Studio. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Hi, it's me. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, you always get help when you say I gave the lady the suggestion about cleaning the blind. Well, my friend Lisa is actually works for a company that installs blinds and she says, Tell Lou a soft vacuum attachment on your vacuum, you know, with a soft bristle brush. But be careful you don't scrub it. That's the key. It's gotta just it's gotta it's gotta like kiss it as the vacuum is you know, I don't want you like you know like that. I wonder if uh the people at Executive do that. That'd be a good one too. Little brand extension. Just throwing that out there. Hey, give people a place to gather and make fire the focal point of your home again with a Majestic Fireplace. Or insert, you can enjoy the warmth and ambiance of fire with leading contemporary style and the latest technology. Now, whether you're looking for wood, electric, or gas, indoors or out, Majestic offers a broad range of sizes and styles to fit your decor and space requirements. Visit House of Fireplaces today for expert advice about Majestic Hearth products and installation house of fireplaces 1255 bows road in elgin illinois
5: hi good morning thanks for taking my call sure i have a question about a wood wooden handicap ramp that we have on our house okay and how to clean it safely and how to keep it or what to put on it to keep it from being so slippery when wet or snow and ice mm. um
1: are the uh, the ramp portion itself that you uh, walk or wheel up is it uh decking boards, or is it solid
5: it's It's boards
1: like uh one by six boards kind of stacked up as you yes. as you go up, okay, yeah, and how old is this ramp?
5: Probably about seven, eight years old
1: okay um we've
5: been here three years, I think it was here about five years before that
1: okay, all right um and have you done anything to it so far?
5: We have not. This summer, it started getting a bit of the green okay. like, um, mold looking on it. But I didn't want to use Wet and Forget because it's used by pets every day. Um, <laughs> not 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 well, besides the people, but
1: yeah, yeah, pets yeah. Also. Um, well, the thing is, the Wet and Forget will work. It's not that it's it's not not safe for pets. You just got to keep them off while it's wet. Is that okay. is that possible? Yes. Okay. So what I would do, because this will be the easiest way to first get rid of all that organic material, and so let me ask you this, around this ramp and stuff, is there grass or bushes and things like that?
5: Yes, both.
1: All right. You can still do this this time of year, um, that Mm -hmm. if you get with the hose, before you take the hose down, water down all that area around the ramp, and then... You can either buy their – they have one that you can put on the end of a hose. I think what would make the most sense for you, though, would be the concentrate and a pump sprayer, okay? Okay. Because then once you wet everything down, take that pump sprayer and start at the top or the bottom, however you want to do it, and really kind of coat everything with that uh, concentrate that's mixed with water as it's described on the bottle – and really put a nice coating down on it, and then just walk away. And if you can keep the pets off of it while it's wet, that's really the key. Mm -hmm. Um, Once it dries, not an issue for the pets whatsoever, and even when it rains. So the idea then is that with the wind and the rain, really what happens is the wet and forget kills all that organic material almost immediately, and then the wind and the rain help to clean it off. Now, once it's nice and clean, I'm assuming that, this ramp has never been stained or anything?
5: No, it hasn't.
1: Okay. So I don't know if this is something you want to do or have someone do, but um, at that point I would uh, do a little light sanding, perhaps in the spring, in particular on the boards uh, that you walk up, down, or roll up and down, and expose Mm -hmm. those fibers a little bit, and then use an oil-based stain over the top of that that has and most of them have mildicides in it one of the products that i really like is a company called penafin p-e-n-o-f-i-n penafin and they make a okay. really good product that will absorb into the wood it's got a built-in mildicide it'll look nice and it'll help keep uh that discoloration at bay and preserve what you have
5: okay and then what about for being slippery when it gets wet? It's extremely slippery.
1: Well, that would come with the sanding. So if we, so the slipperiness of it, okay, if we want to, how about we do this to get us through this year? So do the wet and forget, okay? Mm-hmm. Give it a week, okay? Then have someone or you get a quarter sheet palm sander, Okay. And I want you to use a 60 grit sandpaper on there. So buy a few boards, and then on the ramp portion, go back and forth each board, side to side, all the way up. And we're gonna we're gonna actually create a texture in that wood with that 60 grit um, sandpaper. And it's gonna it, you're gonna eliminate the slipperiness by actually adding a texture to the wood with the heavy grit sandpaper. Okay. Then okay. in the sp- then in the spring that'll still be there. You're going to sand it a little more, and then apply that stain that we spoke of.
5: Okay, that doesn't open it up for more moisture to get no. in the wood. No. by sanding it, not at all. No, okay. no,
1: but it'll keep. Listen, okay. it'll keep you from falling on your you know what.
5: Right, which I have a few times already. We, we so.
1: don't want to do that.
5: No. Nope. Okay, All I right. appreciate your recommendations. Thank you very much. You got it.
1: Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857 557 9.56 in the morning. Uh, you know what? The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll be right back. Mm. I love a good Vicks Vapor Rub. Didn't you say you did a Vicks Vapor Rub in, on one of your girls and they didn't like it?
2: Yeah. No, they did not like it. Mm. Uh, it's burning!
1: <laughs> That's the it's point. To. Timing is everything. <laughs> that's so funny mommy it's burning it's supposed to it's <laughs> a great answer from a mother timing is everything and you know when it's right right get five hundred dollars in chevy cyber cash on select 2022 and 2023 chevy models that's on top of most other offers just click claim and go it's simple Now is the perfect time to check out the Chevy Equinox with switchable all-wheel drive that keeps you protected in every type of weather. Plus, with standard safety features like automatic emergency braking, front pedestrian braking, lane keep assist with lane departure warning, well, you're in control of every environment right now. Unlock your Chevy Cyber Cash and get $1,500 total cash allowance on a Chevy Equinox. This is one great deal you don't want to miss. And... Always keep your Chevy running right with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. With factory-trained technicians and GM-certified parts, they can save you time, money, and get the job done right the first time. Just visit ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details on Chevy Cyber Cash or to schedule a service checkup. Hey, opportunity's knocking. See what I did there? Answer the door.